0: Good afternoon. Welcome to
1: Impact Radio with your host, Mark and Veronica Lugo, here on your station, KDRY AM 1100. Hey guys, welcome uh, to our live segment of Impact Radio. We are excited to be with you once again. I'm your your host, Mark Lugo, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Veronica Lugo, and uh, we are excited to be with you. Uh, There's a lot of things that God's been doing throughout the week. And uh, I pray that you are encouraged. You know, you know, this last month was the month of new beginnings. So, uh, be be excited to hear on on our Facebook ministry page, uh, Mark Lugo Ministries page, on what new beginnings you started, or what what is God doing new in your life. And you know, interesting, in, interesting as well is is the the Jewish calendar. We're going to be celebrating a new year here soon, and. Uh, you know, the new, the September is, is the, is the numerical number 5779, which means new birth, so whatever God is beginning in your life, you know, it's, it's uh, confirmed in his calendar, even, even that, right, in the Jewish calendar, that, that you're, you're birthing something new, and so, uh, you know, so we have a new guest this week with us. Speaking of, and that is Mr. Chad Hayes. Yes, so Chad. welcome to welcome to Impact Radio.
0: Thank you, Mark. Uh, so glad to be here, man. Thanks for having us on.
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely. And we, Chad has a. A, uh, he is from, lives in Kentucky currently, and he's going to be traveling uh, to Minnesota. But I'll let him share more of that. But he's got some strong ties here to San Antonio, the big, yeah. b- I call it big city of San Antonio. So absolutely. Chad, you know, say, you know, in- introduce yourself to everybody here. Yeah,
0: absolutely, man. Puro San Antonio, man. This is this is home. Grew up here. Yeah, uh, 35 years. Actually, in shirts, but uh, okay. man, San Antonio's home. That's where we spend all our time. And yeah. Uh, Great, great, great city. Probably the greatest city on the planet. Mm -hmm. Love, love this city. And it's still home. My mom's here and family's here and and lots of relationships. Come back here um, four, five, six times a year, Mm -hmm. minister in different churches and different groups. And so it's home, but uh, grew up here and now we're we're living in Kentucky, but we're we're moving to uh, Burnsville, Minnesota. Okay, and going to be based there. Uh, yeah. in the next season of our lives and ministry. So, so excited so, about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and so, tell us about your family before you get yeah. into the, the you know the Minnesota. I wanted to interrupt you to just tell us about your family.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Awesome wife. Uh, her name is Rachel. Uh, she was born in Scotland, grew up in Wales, and spent her teenage years in London and uh, went to university back in Wales, and then moved here. We met at International Bible College here in San Antonio. IBC. And, uh, she, Little she, so IBC. She, yeah, she came my last year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Lord knew uh, if he brought her, like, the first year, I, I wouldn't have made it and, and graduated. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he waited until my last year uh-huh. to bring her. But uh, so, yeah, and so uh, we've been married for 17 years, and we have uh, four awesome kids. Uh, my oldest son's Noah, and he's 13. Uh, he's wow. a drummer. He's a basketball player. Uh, good kid, uh, just awesome heart. Uh, Nathan is a second. He's uh, just turned 12, and cool. uh, yeah. percussionist learning the, the uh, play the guitar as well, and uh, uh, just picking up soccer. He's really like getting into soccer, so <laughs> finding nice. himself with that. Yes. And then we have Jensen. He's uh, nine, and, uh, and he's like go getter. You can't stop him. Can't hold him back. <laughs> Aggressive. <laughs> go get it fun loving kid great great heart as well but uh just just an awesome awesome kid and then we have a, a daughter her name is bethan and she's six
1: wow and, uh, she, she's, and she's the one that runs the home princess. is that, absolutely, what is? Yeah. Is that <laughs> yeah, absolutely got me
0: wrapped around her finger yeah there yeah. you go she's, she's a princess and so <laughs> just beautiful little girl looks yes. like her mom
1: wow awesome awesome nice 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 size family that's that's, yep. that's great love family yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you, you, your ties here in San Antonio, yeah. tell us about, tell us about how you got started in ministry.
0: Oh, man. I, so I grew up in church, grew up, uh, going into a church here, at Living Way. A lot of listeners probably may have heard of that church that's over in the northeast side of town. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Grew up there and, uh, You know, had a strong Christian upbringing, strong Christian family. But uh, teenage years, I rebelled, uh, you know, uh, against the Lord, and and the church didn't want anything to do with that. Ended up (laughs) just in a bad spot in life and ended up uh, just a lot of problems. And uh, getting out of high school, I was drunk uh, just about every single day for about three years of my life.
1: Wow.
0: And then uh, January 96, uh, the the Lord saved me out of that. And uh, Mm -hmm. sent me on a path. uh, Called me into ministry in in, uh, uh, the summer of '97. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then my pastor, uh, so Steve Fender, pastors here in town, Living Way, and he okay. drove me over to the campus of International Bible College. <laughs> shortly after, uh, you know, the Lord began to deal with my heart about ministry. Okay. And he introduced me to David Cook over there. Mm-hmm. At, yes, sir. Who's uh, the president of the Bible College? Of pastors yes. Pastors the church there now. Yep. In International Bible Church, and so.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so I, I went through four years of training there. And uh, built some awesome relationships. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Van Gill before we uh, yes. oh, came man. on air. But, uh, you know, Van Gill and David Cook and all those teachers over there, just amazing people, amazing mm-hmm. yeah. friends, and, and uh, of course, my wife. And so yeah. uh, just <laughs> built strong foundations really for life and for ministry. And mm-hmm. that, t- even uh, today, that I mean, there's such a history there of International Bible College, you know, mm-hmm. uh, raising leaders uh, since the 1950s there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's a beacon in this city to the world that, uh, you know, Shines, yes. you know, just about every continent. There's missionaries today, yep. serving, and yep. you know, how many pastors uh, across the nation and, and in other nations. It's mm-hmm. Incredible, right? Uh, we we're talking about some of them down in Mexico. Uh, yep. Before we came on, in. so they're all over the planet, but they trained right here in San Antonio, at that uh, awesome institution. Yeah. And uh, so that,
1: and you know, the the unique thing about that, since you point that out, is, is San Antonio is a mission city. Absolutely. You know, so you know, even even that it shows testimony of, you know, what this 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 city is really about you know it's not the party city as as, right. as it's been branded here recently and over the years but it, it is the mission city yeah and uh you know spiritually speaking it's it's sending missionaries all around the world like you said even
0: today so absolutely it's exciting yeah yeah so there's you know there's all kinds of churches here with the hearts for missions and uh, you know, Des- Destiny Church is one that, that I relate to. It's, it, it was, uh, re- you know, in relationship with the Bible College where we went. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 20 years ago, I started going to their missions conference as a student at, at IBC. Mm-hmm. And uh, still going there today. My wife and I come back just about every single year uh, over the last 20 years we've come and uh, just to reconnect with, with our spiritual family and friends mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. Uh, just to build the relationship. It's encouragement. It's in- inspiring uh, mm-hmm. to hear these stories of what people are doing around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you're sharpened, you get ideas, all all, all, all the above, you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the, San Antonio is a great sending uh, city, mm-hmm. and uh, you know got a good friend here, Doug Pittman, who's a missionary, he's based here in San Antonio, but he, he travels, the nation's working primarily in European countries, but uh, okay. going several times a year and training pastors and leaders there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wow. Ron Bishop's another missionary that's here in San Antonio that uh, th- does the same, he travels internationally, he's done that for, gosh, I guess, 40 years. Wow, uh, traveling to the nations and training and equipping leaders in those nations. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a great heritage in the city. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. Uh, yes, but there, there are so many uh, strong mm-hmm. churches and groups here that are sending people out to the nations and mm-hmm. supporting missionaries financially, mm-hmm. funding and and mm-hmm. all that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. great heritage here in the city of that.
1: Yeah, thank thank God for all of our city, uh, you know, leaders in the, the the in the faith. You know, the the pillars in the faith that have. Uh, you know worked hard in discipling san antonio and winning new souls and and like you said even to empowering to um you know release them you know to go reach the nations as
0: the yeah. as the great commission says yeah uh, i would tell you a real quick story just kind of on that thought ron bishop i mentioned him earlier he uh-huh. uh, yeah missionary so he he had a base in london for a while uh and my father-in-law was working there as an elder in a church in, in london and my wife was a teenager, and so he, she met uh, Ron's daughter, Dory, and they became very close friends. And she ended up, oftentimes when Ron would go to Africa on his trips, she would stay and, and house it for him in his apartment that he had there in London. Oh, wow. And uh, so uh, years later, she would go to Wales, go to university. Her dad would move back there and pastor in Wales, wow. my father-in-law. And, and uh, Ron went to visit their church. And uh, he said, so what are your plans, Rachel? She just graduated university. What are your plans? And she said, well, I'm thinking about going to Portland, Oregon to go to Bible college. And he said, no, 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 no. You, you hmm. need to go to San Antonio, Texas uh-huh. and wow. go to International Bible College. And, and he, he pestered her all week long. She said she got tired of it. it was, he was so pestered. <laughs> his so much. And his wife, Christy, was like, hey, leave Rachel alone. Leave her alone. Let her, <laughs> let her make a decision on her own. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, that, that was a seed, and the Lord used that. And uh-huh. she began to pray, Lord, if, if you want me to go to San Antonio let me know. And so, you know, lo and behold, two weeks later, she was packing her bags. The Lord (laughs) showed her some things and, 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 and uh, kind of directed her. And so she ended up in San Antonio because of Ron, you know, going over there and and, uh, prompting her. And so she came in here my last semester of my, my senior year. And that's when we, when we met. So Wow. Pretty cool stuff.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's so nice. I bet you were pretty thankful oh, that yeah. he yeah. dropped that seed over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I
0: wrote uh, run my life now. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> I give him an offering every time I see him. Yeah. And you're, and, like, you're indebted. It's absolutely. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, thanks for bringing, for bringing food, me my wife. Yeah. Buy, buy his coffee. Yep. <laughs> Wasn't
1: that what they say about Christian Bible school is that that's what you do? Yeah. yeah, that's where that's they went, went to find here? the one for them. Yep. Yeah, International Bible College
0: is also known as International Bridal College. Bridal College, yep. We
1: went with C.E. And we trained in uh, Missouri uh-huh. at Warrenton, Missouri, and it was—it's called CMI, okay. but it's also known as uh, ch- what is it called? Um, Christian uh, Christian Marriage Institute. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, that was CMI. So it's a while. we we love that there. So it's it's interesting how God does that, right? Yeah, <laughs> so. absolutely but uh we, we get excited and we need that that mate to be able to uh that, that God help has mate. for us mm-hmm. that rib that help mm-hmm. mate to that's be able to go out and do missions together so it, that's exciting yeah. how God works that out and even in our joking you know God does that plan yeah. there for mm-hmm. that absolutely uh so so then what you know so you have uh there is uh a con- so you tell us about your, your passions you know do you, you have a passion for discipleship mm-hmm. how do you incorporate that in your life and in, in you know you've you Went out from San Antonio. You moved to Kentucky. Yeah. Pretty sure there was another journey in between that, but you're currently in Kentucky, and you're headed to, um, remind yeah, me of Minnesota. Bur- Burnsville, Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. yes. Yeah. So tell us about that journey and, and your, your passion, what God's doing there.
0: Yeah, so when I got into ministry, I had a passion to build churches, and uh, that's changed. I've, I've got a passion now to build disciples. Wow, and, uh, you know, that's Lord, good, Lord, that's good. And so many people are, are driven that way. Um, you know, I heard somebody said uh, a, a, a paradigm that I heard somebody speak, they said, uh, you know, we do need to use our churches to build people instead of using people to build our churches. Mm. So that's what's happening so often. We're, we're using people to build the church, and we're burning them out. Mm. When when you use the church to build them and equip them and and, and launch them out into what God's mm-hmm. calling them, and then yes, they're, they're fulfilled. They don't burn out. They they find fulfillment and yes, and energy and the things the Lord is calling them to do. And that that's where the real growth of the church comes. Church growth comes from discipleship, building mm-hmm. healthy disciples and building church the healthy way. Healthy things mm-hmm. grow. Mm-hmm. Right. My, my passion is is discipleship, and so um, you know, over the last twenty years, I, I've, I've planted. Uh, some churches i've been involved uh, with about 25 church plants and and that type of thing i've also helped to start some uh, bible colleges um three different bible colleges and and uh, so that, that 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 really more has become my passion because okay. the discipleship aspect of it and so i still work with the local church i'm a strong advocate for the local church it's god's plan for the for the earth but he's building this church and i'm, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. making disciples you know right. yeah and it, it's it's a totally different ministry paradigm and, um, you know, one, one thing that I've, I've, I've seen, I've noticed, is that uh, there's a generational gap in, in the church today. Mm-hmm. And we, we've traveled, um, my, my, wife, my wife and I have traveled a lot. We traveled exclusively in 2015. And then again, this summer, we've, we've been on the road. Uh, mm-hmm. Since May, we, we were in our home uh, for about 10 days over the summer. We've been on the road the entire summer. Wow. Mm-hmm. So ministering in churches and youth conferences, different venues. And and uh, so one, one of the things that you see as you travel out like that, you, you, you recognize that a lot of the churches are, are aging out. They're, they're, they're turning gray, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, there, there's a lack of young people coming up. And you, you see that as well when you go to ministers' conferences or missions' conferences. A lot of times there's a lack of young people, young leaders being raised up. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that's one of my passions. I, w- I really want to see that turn in the body of Christ and, mm-hmm. and for us to begin to. Yeah. Uh, reach people. I heard I heard a guy say one time that if we win the world and fail to reach our children, we leave the church without a heritage.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, you know, and so that's that yeah. we've got to avoid that. We uh, we've got to raise the generations, mm-hmm. uh, and there's there should be a generational continuity. Mm-hmm. What I what I call I call it the unbroken line mm-hmm. from generation to generation. That the, the kingdom is being passed. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're, and there are no gaps. We're yes. not missing generations, and so mm-hmm. they, they say we're missing the millennials. They don't. They don't want to go to church. They don't want uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus' uh, experience. They, yeah. you know, they don't like religion, and so all these things are said. There's a stigma put on this <laughs> generation, I, I, and I, I just want to say I don't believe that's true. I believe hey, hey, Jesus has a people in every generation. Yep, he, he's mm-hmm. not going to be without a remnant in the millennial generation. He's going to exactly. have exactly. He's going to save. Uh, folks out of that generation. And, and, mm-hmm. and then the terminal generation is the generation beyond them. 18 years and of age and younger today, they're called the terminal generation. So, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, they're not without hope. I've got great hope. I, I believe there's an awakening coming to our nation. There's a revival coming to the church. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I believe the millennials and the terminals are going to be at the forefront of that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to lead the charge. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. the rest of us, I'm a, I'm a GX, and so us GX and boomers and busters, us older guys, <laughs> we're just going to be participants. They're, they're going to lead the charge. I believe mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'm in full support of that. Um, yeah, I, I want, I want to fuel that and feed that and do everything that I can to make, make that come to, to pass. So my, my passion over the years has, has really turned to discipling, raising uh, mm-hmm. leaders, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. especially with young people. Uh, you know, Jesus went after young people. Mm-hmm. When he called the disciples, there, there's a lot of evidence historically and in, in the scriptures you can see that they were they were young men. He Teachable. Yeah, exactly. I heard I heard one guy say, "You need you need to find disciples before they've got a marriage, a mortgage, and and a ministry." <laughs> you know, because they, you know, if you find them when they're thirty or forty, they've already yeah. made all their mistakes. They've already got debt. You know, they've and it's it's hard it's hard to you know sell everything you got and go to the nations as a missionary when you've got, you know, $60,000 worth of student loans and right. credit cards and all this stuff and you yes. got to pay all that off before you can go to the missions field. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus went to these young guys that <laughs> yep. that, that were before. willing to lay their, their their vocation and everything aside yeah. and follow them and, mm-hmm. and, and, and obey what he was asking them to do, you know? Exactly. And so, uh, yeah, I, I really do believe we've got to go after young people purposefully. Yes. And, yeah. and I, I say that a lot when I speak to older uh, leaders in the church. I say, uh, you know, Next year, bring, bring your young people to this conference. Mm-hmm. Next year, um, you know, you've, you've got spiritual sons you're trying to raise up, bring them with you. Right. Yeah. They, they need to, to be a part of this conference. They need mm-hmm. to glean from these, these pastors and leaders that are in this conference
1: let me ask you this so so there there's of course over the years we've heard a lot of the next generation is not in the church next generation not in the church but yeah. I don't hear a lot of of uh here's a solution mm-hmm. here's how to here's how to win them yeah here here's how to connect with them and here's how to empower them so mm-hmm. what is l- let's uh, let's share with everybody you know just some of your your thoughts and some of the ideas that God has given you you know yeah. god, what I call god ideas mm-hmm. that, that he's he's given you to share with with everybody and how to do that
0: yeah we got to be intentional we, and, we, and we've got to build bridges okay. we, we got to figure out where they're at and we got to go after them some of them are in our church and we, we've got to invest in them and we've got to we, we've got to uh, train equip mm-hmm. and, and then empower them uh, for, for ministry right they, they, they long to, the, the ones that are in the church they want to do something you know they're, they're very cause-oriented they but,
1: uh, but some some may say they're too young yeah. So, what, how do you get past that hurdle?
0: You were you were too young once too. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? I and, know. And, and somebody put confidence in you and entrusted you to lead. So, so and, how and, would p- and you didn't mess it up? You did. You didn't blow the church up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not going to blow the church up either. Yeah. They're, yes. they're going to make mistakes yeah. like I did and like all these other leaders did. They're mm-hmm. going to they're going to do some things wrong. Yes. But that's how we learned. That's how we got where we are by mm-hmm. you know exactly. by failing and getting up and dusting ourselves and off. And somebody allowing us. Yeah to yeah. do that, giving right. us the opportunity to make those mistakes, to right. learn, to disciple. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, And there's a danger. We don't want to put people in who are novice into things right. that they're not prepared for and get mm-hmm. for them to wind up getting hurt. We, we want to, you know, there, there's a terminology. I, I worked a lot on a lot of construction job sites. So there's a terminology, that, a term that I kind of coined out of that experience, working with young kids, teaching them carpentry and that type of thing. Uh-huh. You, want, you want to give them enough room to cut the board wrong? But not enough room to cut their fingers off. Exactly. Mm, yes. You know, exactly. So, as, as yeah. leaders, when we're when we're trying to bring people along, that's the mentality. Let them make right. some mistakes, but don't right. let them kill themselves. Yeah, you know? exactly. Right. So, right. yeah. So, give them enough rope to where they can make make some decisions, get some experience, exactly, yeah, and, and do some things. But mm-hmm. you know, we have to be there and walk with them and and, and disciple them through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really believe that's the, the the process Jesus employed. You know, he he told them what to do. Showed them what to do. Yep. Told mm-hmm. them to go do it, and then when they f- when they fell on their face, he was there to pick them up and dust them off and say, "Hey, you yep. got this. Let's go do it again." You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's the model Jesus uh, modeled for us as leaders of how we we train our disciples. So yeah, and it
1: was it was OJT. Uh-huh. You know, it was it was here. I'm going to show you, and I want you to go do. You know, show. You know, model like you said, and then. But it was, um, you know, it's not like the degree now. You, before you go start a church, you got to get your degree. But it was right. more like the um you know we're going to start a church together and this is how you're going to do it and this is what we're going to do exactly. every day in it you yeah. know it's a daily thing
0: yeah yeah so i think that's that's one aspect of it. we we've got to start with those that are there and we got to pour in those and invest in them empower them yep. help them to become what god's calling them to be and then and then we got to find the roads out into the community uh, where, where are young people you know university campuses are great places to target mm-hmm. uh, we pastored in san marcus for nine years mm-hmm. and uh, we targeted uh, texas state university Exclusively, most of our outreach was to the university. We had a bowling alley outreach where we opened it up at midnight and let them bowl for an hour for free. Gave them free pizza and free soda, and then we preached to them and played worship music and wow. reached them that way. Wait,
1: wait, t- tell me that one again. So, you, so, so the way you reached university students was you you, you just kind of rented out the bowling alley they gave it to us i, I was friends okay. with the owner of the bowling okay. alley he said hey wow. it, it's yours
0: to use so we'd, okay. we'd open up at midnight on friday night when they closed okay and we let them bowl and uh, you know we served them sodas and pizza and then wow. uh, preached at them for a little while and and did some worship but, but by the time we were done with that leading that we, we my wife and i and a friend of mine led that initially and by the time uh, uh, we led that for a year, we, it was all student led, where the students were setting up, they were doing all the speaking, they were the preaching, we were giving testimonies, they were doing the worship. We had a team of uh, uh, college students put together a worship band and they were leading all that. So uh, We were just building them that way. So that, that was one way that, that, uh, that, that we uh, reached out. We re- reached out onto the campus at Texas State and we had a, a small group there uh, okay. on the campus and uh, they gave me a, a lecture hall at LBJ Student Center. Wow. And uh, so I, I took them through a curriculum, Purple Book Curriculum, which is a foundations curriculum. Uh, it, it took me 12 weeks a, a semester. So I'd, I'd spend 12 weeks with those guys that come in every Thursday night. Uh, mm-hmm. they'd, they'd do the work on their own, and then we come back and discuss it every Thursday night. And then the next semester, they were uh, responsible to start their own small group mm-hmm. and lead a group mm-hmm. through that same curriculum. And we did that every semester. So um, yeah. It, it, Amazing. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you, you go where they're at, they're, they're there. And the, the thing about this younger generation, um, they hate fake. Yes. All right, so they, they, they the, the fake church experiences and the counterfeit and all that, that, that has turned them off. And these, mm-hmm. their, their parents that went to church but had no relationship with Jesus, that turns them off. But if, if we show them the real deal, they're hungry for that. Yeah, they, they love truth. They, there they you go. They, they love the real Jesus. They love the real spiritual walk with Him. Mm-hmm. True religion, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not the tainted, defiled religion, man-made stuff, but true mm-hmm. religion. Uh, they, they love that stuff, and, and uh, if, if you can show it to them. They'll they'll buy it up and consume it with everything they've got. They give everything to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's the yeah. thing about you have to really admire about this generation. They're passionate about what they're passionate about, and they love yes. to see what's true.
1: Yeah, a- absolutely, and uh, it, it's important. And these are a lot of you know great ideas you know for churches to grab hold of, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they want young, younger younger blood in their church. And you got to go after it. Yeah. you know you you have to. Um, you meet them where they're at. You gave some you know, some great nuggets that uh, I believe that the pastors that are listening today and some leaders that are listening that that have some influence to make a difference in their churches there, that uh, make some decisions that they could you know those, those are the things to do. You got to reach people where they're at, mm-hmm. and uh, you know give give the young people an opportunity. You know yeah, they you know you know they're they're gonna mess up. But it's how you, you know, raise them up. You know, like you said, you don't just give them the keys to the car and, you know, you'll, you know. drive. Don't give your teenager keys to the car. But, yep. man, they're, they're so tech savvy. They uh-huh. can create videos for you. They can record services. They can go Facebook Live and know what cord to plug into what cord and what. Uh, you know yeah. what? What? Uh, how many gigabytes you need to have and, and megabytes? They they have this extensive knowledge in them that that sometimes that's not not being uh, channeled. You know? Yeah,
0: you're yeah, absolutely right. We were we were having a hard time in Kentucky. We spent two and a half years there, and a year or so into that, we were having a hard time uh, recruiting people in the church to serve mm-hmm. the older folks. They were they were just burnt out. They mm-hmm. they'd done it before. They yep. or they were so busy with their jobs and this and that and the other. We ended up starting a, a school of ministry. We started a small group for college-age uh, students and discipled through those two uh, avenues. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, we've got all these young people. We, we, we were having a hard time plugging people into the media sound ministry. Before <laughs> yeah. you know it, we, we've got a team now, and they're all college-age, you, you know, thriving uh-huh. and booming. It's, yeah. So uh, I, I even saw over the summer they're, they're setting some new lights up in the in U Chapel and in the, in the church. They did redid all the lighting and stuff. They're, they're smart. They have a whole lot to offer. Yes. Um, you know, and and so we really have to take advantage of that yeah. and find ways to to mm-hmm. uh, see the the thing about discipleship. We're we're not trying to put something in them they don't have. Mm-hmm. Right. We're trying to bring up the Lord. The Lord's planted a lot of seed in them. Yeah, yeah. There, you know, the Bible talks about the world and the heart of man in, in Ecclesiastes, that that speaks of an eternal purpose, mm-hmm. and, and and God has put that purpose and destiny and all the gifts, the spiritual gifts, the the fruit of the spirit, all that's within us. The Holy Spirit's in us. All that's in us. And so, uh, discipleship is the process of bringing to the forefront what's on the inside. Bringing yeah. it's an outward manifestation of the inward planning of God. There you go. We're trying to bring the gift that God's already put on the inside of them out. Mm-hmm. It's yes. just it's 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 nurturing it, shaping it, uh, giving it direction, yep. Yep. Uh, helping them to find that that gift that's on the it. inside. Stirring up the gift on the inside. That that's what discipleship, the process, is really all about. We're not trying to give them something they don't have. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're trying to to bring out what God's already put in them and, and allow them to operate in that.
1: Yes. Yes. And so, so the dis- discipleship being your passion, missions being I- incorporated in that with mm-hmm. your passion. Yeah. So, um, in San Antonio, so you have a missions trip, miss- missions conference coming up. Yeah. Uh, here in San Antonio, can you tell us about that, and then your connections with, um, you know, your partners on in that?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, we we come just about every year, as I've said, uh, have done that for about twenty years. Matt Bell now is the pastor at Destiny Church and uh doing a great job leading there and uh so th- that that missions conference i forgot exactly how many years it's 20 some or 30 some years that that thing has been wow. going yeah wow. and i uh, forgot the exact amount of time that that's been running a long long time uh there's usually uh, gosh 50 to 75 uh, missionaries there's there's pastors that come from all over the states to be a part of that uh, several hundred people to gather. It's, uh, I believe this year it's going to be uh, January 20th through the 23rd, I think is the week. Okay. It's usually the third week in January of the year.
1: Third week of January? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: so that we'll, we'll, we'll be there. We're planning uh, the school in Kentucky, the kids that uh, are there, we're planning to reunite here Aww. in San Antonio. I'm bringing a group down from uh, Minnesota when I come. Okay, okay. Uh, awesome. A group of college-age uh, guys are going to be coming with us. And it's just that opportunity to expose them, like I right. said, to, to be able to see – Hey, this, this, this ministry is running soccer camps in Mexico. This, this, uh, this ministry is planting churches in Japan. Yes. Uh, you know, this, this ministry is smuggling Bibles into China. Uh, you mm. know, so when, when you're able to expose these young people to that, they see that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got a missions heart. You can't be around <laughs> International Bible College. Exactly. And yeah. not, not have a, mission, a heart for missions for developed. Missions. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so um, my, my hope is that these kids will catch vision for the nations. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's the heart of God he has a heart to, to see the nation saved. Absolutely. And, and so, uh, to see young people catch that. And so it, this is great. If, if you're in San Antonio, mm-hmm. yes. do yourself a favor, bring your youth groups, your young people, bring the families in your church, be a part of that conference. And I know there yes. are, a, there are a lot of other great things in the city for missions, right? Uh, you know, if you can, you know, break free the first or the third week in January, bring your teams out there, uh, to, to be a part of that. It, it'll be a great blessing, uh, for you to, to be a part of that. It's uh, we we took our kids back to Kentucky. We brought them this last January, and when we took them back mm-hmm. uh, after being exposed to those missions, they were they were changed, transformed, and inspired, and they were just awesome. different kids, engaged, fully engaged in ministry at that point. So,
1: yeah, and, you know, it's 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 amazing how time time flies. Uh, it goes when fast. You're having fun, yes. but uh, guys, if if you're just tuning in, uh, we're with uh, Chad Hayes, and those who've been listening is there's different ways if you want him to come preach to your, your church, and he's got a lot of ideas of reaching the next generation. Uh, And also just, uh, you know, just church government overall and the structuring of the church and how how to have a healthy church. Uh, There's some ways you can connect with him. And that's Facebook at Pastor Chad Hayes. Uh, You can uh, reach him on Twitter at Chad E. Hayes or YouTube. Uh, You can look up uh, Evangelist Chad Hayes or Pastor Chad Hayes on there. Uh, Or on Instagram, it's also at chad e hayes and these are some ways you can connect with him and so if you love what you heard today and want to learn more about his ministry if you would uh, just just contact him send him a message and he'll be glad to get back to you as soon as possible but our time has come so we'll see you here there or in the air
0: good afternoon
1: welcome to impact radio with your host Mark and Veronica Lugo here on your station, KDRY AM 1100.